podcast that talks about whatever we want. Well, we know what we're going to talk about. I know what we're going to talk about, but do you want to know what we're going to talk about? Well, then I turn it over to the very professional sounding Cody Goff. Cody, hello. What are we talking about today? Hello, hello Brian J. Noonan Esquire. The third. The third through <laughs> fifth. It's weird how that works. Uh, a lot of me. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot. <laughs> Too much, it. some would say. Oh, man. Well, after our, our patented, uh, patent pending, those are two different things. Ham-handed opening. After our ham-handed five-minute check-in, which is just always restricted to exactly five minutes. Hey, I went to prop day, Goose Island prop Ooh. day. So I will talk a little bit about the Bourbon County Stouts for this year, which uh, should be exciting. Plus a special preview of something we got going on next week that may or may not be related. Stay tuned. Burr, burr, burr. Brian has a story about going to Carbondale. He has been teasing this. I don't remember any details other than that he went to Carbondale. So oh, get ready. Uh, yeah, I just went. It's very exciting. And then, you know what? We're going to wrap up by talking about the economy. Because Very good. We got. I know we have some pie charts. I know we have a lot of uh, economic experts that are going to weigh in. So that should be fascinating. Yeah. Who better to get your economic news, your economic predictions, your economic... Uh, dire straits, uh, dire something. <laughs> yeah, money means well, like, nothing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what we got going on today. Do you want right. to check in first? Because I feel like you you. No, I, I would I, love I would love for you to check in first. But but Brian, I need I'm going an update. To awkwardly wipe my nose. I need okay. Well, after you're done with that, I need an update on your mental well and psychological well being after last night's consternation, which does not mean you couldn't poop. I just found out your last week's consternation about the election. You were like, election day is coming. I'm worried about a red wave and the collapse of right. democracy. And oh, that's right. We were, on before, we were on before the midterms. What did you do, I, uh, Brian? What happened? Well, first of all, the world uh, surprised me. Young people surprised me, Cody. If you remember, there was a little bit of me that was a tad hopeful about the Utes. And I don't youth, remember that. No, I don't remember that at all. I thought well, I, said, you know, just... I, I was hoping that the youth would come out because the old people had pretty much abandoned the democracy. <laughs> so, no, I'm very, listen, I'm very happy. I'm very happy that the red wave didn't come. I'm very happy that the candidates that were backed by the orange uh, shit given, former president, did not get elected. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I know I said it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, yeah, so... The um, the Democrats have control of the Senate, which means Mitch McConnell is no longer a majority leader. And I said, more like oh. more like idiot, more like idiot McConnell. <laughs> yeah, hot take, Cody. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Having this turkey necker gone. Yep. Uh, the House still up for grabs, but this is breaking news. They have just called the Arizona governorship for the Democrat, not the crazy Carrie Lake. So I'm sure we will be having a lot of uh, recounts and accusations. But overall, I think, you know, I think the country did well. I think the Democrats should breathe a very slight sigh of relief and then try to get their act together. I think the Republicans need to realize that, and I think they are, that the real extreme candidates, and I think this goes for both parties, the real extreme candidates aren't winning on either side. You still have a few. Uh, but overall, yeah, I was very, I was shocked. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, there's still always, there's always cause for concern. I don't care what side you're on. I don't think the Democrats have a plan. I don't think they have, um, 
you know, enough, enough good candidates in the pipeline that they've been pushing and grooming. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to love watching the Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump feud that's going to, uh, now explode. That'll be exciting to watch, especially since Trump is threatening to release all sorts of details that nobody knows about Ron DeSanctimonious, including his wife. It's going to be great to watch those two go after each other and just uh, feed off each other. But uh, while that's happening, I hope the Democrats are starting to uh, circle their wagons and go, all right, uh, we can't have the wild extreme candidates either. We have to, everybody's got to come a little bit toward the middle and um, things will go good. So overall, I, democracy did not end, Cody. It's great. I'm I'm happy that democracy did not end. I bet. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I you know the I think. How this, about you? What did you feel about it? I know oh, you don't man. like America. I feel next to nothing about most things. <laughs> wow. These days, wow, you're empty. That's yeah. sad. You're an yeah, empty it, vessel. You, you need know, to be I, filled with something. I don't know what. I actually think that the, I mean, the whole election thing kind of exemplifies the reality is my very part of this because before the election, a couple of days before I saw my, my parents, no, it might've been, might've been that day or the day. It doesn't matter. I saw my parents very, oh yeah, I, dude, I forgot about the Kevin Smith thing. Oh, that's right. That was the other thing that you went to do. <laughs> that was the other thing you went to do here. We're, we're going to. I saw Kevin Smith live, and I saw the Clerks three, the review after Brian's Carbondale story. Uh, that just insert that in the intro. Uh, we don't do editing. That's, we don't edit. You no, get what you don't. get. You don't have a fit, as they used to say at Kinder Care when Molly was a funky frog. But go ahead. You feel nothing about anything. You yeah, saw so your parents, and you realize you didn't love them either. This is no. they're taking a sad turn. I don't like it. Well, they're the good ones. No, I like them. So okay, good. But, when I was at their place, my, my mom said something about something, something Trump, what Trump's been saying, what Trump's been doing, how she feels about Trump and her friends and Trump and something. I was just like, like, Brian, I legitimately, I swear to God, I was like, I have, I am not aware. I was not this week. In fact, I still am not aware of a single specific thing Donald Trump has said in the last six months. That's good. I wish like I, I wasn't. I didn't even know. I, I don't know what he has said or done. But what's funny is my parents, because I said my whole world right now is consumed with Elon Musk. He's the only person I'm hearing oh, anything sure, yeah. about. And my parents were like, why? What's going on with him? Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't he buy Twitter or something? That's all they knew. Meanwhile, I'm inhabiting this social media space of Twitter where I'm uh, you know, quite the veteran. By the way, thanks for the shout out. Mike, Mike says you're en fuego on El Twitter. Yeah, I get. I I was more active this week for sure, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoying the chaos, but it is bizarre that like to me, I I'm probably aware of everything that happened at Twitter last week, as internally as a company, which which includes laying off thousands, workforce, yeah. Yeah, thousands of employees, laid off, technical problems, impersonations, uh, stock like literally hundreds of millions of dollars in market cap in stocks being evaporated because of people taking advantage of this new system he put into place. And my parents didn't even know any of this. Yeah. So it's crazy to me how like, and I get it. And same with the crypto thing, the FTX explosion, that whole yes. implosion. Yeah. How are you that doing is, in your crypto? That has been a massive story. So has that hit more of the mainstream would you say because you know what it is or kind of what's going on yeah but it's 
that's partly that's my job right to know mm -hmm. to at least be aware of all this stuff to know that the that crypto exchange that all the big celebs backed blew up uh to know about what's going on at twitter to know about those kind of things that's what i'm supposed to know about mm. but you know i don't think and debbie pays attention to stuff but i don't think she paid she would know more about the midterms than if i asked her about twitter or bitcoin or you know uh, cryptocurrency rather but right. So I don't know how much in the mainstream some of these get. People get the mainstream. If you're paying attention, you have a headline on just about everything. You know, Elon Musk bought Twitter and things aren't going well. You you know you don't get into the weeds. You know about you know that crypto is not doing what it was supposed to do, and maybe a lot of these people lost a ton of money. You get you get that much. But then you know uh, people have other things to worry about. I don't know. We're going to touch on it later. The economy is really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Work, that worked very well for the Republicans to just harp on that, discounting the fact that every woman in this country had lost rights. And uh, that was not that. And then I saw that they were going, well, you know, we can't believe all these young people came out to vote. Well, maybe if you weren't trying to strip away their rights, they'd uh, stay home like they used to. But anyway, so your parents didn't know, your parents kind of knew about Elon, but they didn't know about... Uh, or they 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 knew about some stuff, but not about Elon and some other stuff. Yeah, they didn't know about the inner workings. They didn't know about the whole Eli Lilly thing, which was like the highlight of my week. You oh, thought and they that, were going to give away free insulin. You must yeah. have been very excited about that. Oh my god, I was <laughs> conflicted. So okay, so to back up real quick, uh, on Twitter you can get a verified blue check mark that indicates that you're someone of note, media celebrity, a journalist, uh, Brian or me somehow get lumped in there, a brand, right? It's, it's just like, oh, this is official Coca-Cola, not Joe Schmosen and his parents basically right. trolling people. So Elon Musk, it's his like first day in office, I guess we could say. It's basically like, <laughs> hey, engineers, engineers, in the next 24 hours, you need to make it so that if people pay $8 a month, they get the check mark. And like, if you don't make this happen, you're all fired or something. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was laying down some insane deadlines. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> so he does all this and uh, they do the check mark thing. Well. Then everyone just buys check marks and starts impersonating brands. So my last week including, has been including him, including oh dozens of Elon Musk impersonators, <laughs> dozens. And fortunately, I'm neither of us, Brian, are prominent enough for anybody to impersonate us, to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. I, Those. I would. I don't know why you'd want to, but okay. I don't know either. So so people start impersonating brands. Well, someone impersonated Eli Lilly. Now, Eli Lilly, the pharmaceuticals company, their official handle is at LillyPad somehow, mm. uh, but they made it like Eli Lilly Co. or something was not taken. So they just took it and right. gave themselves the Eli Lilly logo and gave themselves the name and then tweeted that basically they were just like, we're proud to announce that insulin is now free. <laughs> so this gets hundreds I was of very excited, too. Oh my God, hundreds of retweets, all this stuff. I, I immediately know that it's not real, of course. Why? As do many. You're so and, much savvier than the rest of the world. No, yes. I was just say yes to that. Yes, yes. you are more savvy. I, I thought about retweeting it because I'm like, it's funny and it it makes them look like jerks because insulin's not free. They charge hundreds of dollars no. for the life saving drug that was patented for $1 and uh, is like dozens of years old. And 
they just gouge people who need it to live and yeah. and it sucks and it's uh totally parasitic well i said let's retweet it because i'm like i don't want to spread misinformation and get anyone's hopes up but what did happen is it's got all this attention and then Eli literally had to put on a statement that was basically like just kidding. It's not free. We actually still charge hundreds of dollars and gouge people. And they lost <laughs> more than 11% of their stock price. 11%. After the initial tweet or the retweet? Or After, the, the clarification that, no, we're still charging a lot of money for it. Somewhere in there. But okay. the, the theory on the street is that people saw the tweet and basically- Wall Street real, or your street? Uh, well, my street. Okay. So not that expert. So the word on my physical street in Lombard, maybe not the best to take financial <laughs> advice from, not right. financial advice. We're on <laughs> a street somewhere, presumably, is okay. that basically people saw it and then they're like, oh, that's cool. And then they're like, oh, wait, it's not. Wait, how much is insulin? And then it looked and they're like, oh, this is predatory. And these guys are jerks. Let's not give them our money. And then lost 11, I mean, 11% is millions and millions, like hundreds of millions of right. dollars. Yeah. So that was amazing. And the two other top three insulin manufacturers also their stock prices plummeted. And another tw uh, Twitter account was set up to impersonate Lockheed Martin. And did <laughs> We're you hear giving about away this one? fighter jets. No, I didn't hear about this one. This the Lockheed Martin one was phenomenal. Uh, uh, I got to look it up uh, so I don't misquote it. Um, Lockheed Martin tweet uh, false. Let's do that. Uh, uh, the, the tweet said from Lockheed Martin, of course it's not deleted, but it essentially said, uh, here we go. Lockheed Martin loses billions in stock value amid fake Twitter account and tweets. Uh, this is behind a paywall. Okay. All right, fine. Well, you know, it's funny. Twitter's a free platform. No one can find it. It doesn't matter. It basically said, uh, we, we are no longer going to, um, we at Lockheed Martin are no longer going to sell any like military equipment to, uh, <laughs> what was it? it was like the United States, Iran, a couple other places until we have determined that they are like morally, uh, on the up and up or something like that. Uh, but it was, it was very funny. Whatever, whatever <laughs> it was, it basically said, we're not going right. to, we're not going to sell to these like evil countries. We're one of them. And, uh, <laughs> And they totally just—they—they they totally just like—they they lost billions of dollars. I—I uh, ca I cannot find the actual tweet, um, unfortunately. So I apologize for that. But it was—it was great. So like, I hate these companies, right? I think they're evil. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the tweet. We okay. will begin halting sales to Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United States until further investigation into the record of human rights abuses. Oh God. Which is amazing. Hashtag we are LM. So good. Um, we are LM. Yeah. So good. So good. So I, I hate all these companies and it is hilarious. They lost billions, billions of dollars. Billions uh, and thing. billions. Billions. And like my mom had just texted me an article about how the price of insulin is BS and how like some companies are working on it. And I'm like, well, let me show you something here. Uh, so I, just, I just, man, I have, Twitter has been, a paradise just imagine if like all moderation on facebook collapsed and you have people impersonating brands uh, like I, I didn't even know the analog it's just like crazy man yeah it's been it's been fun to watch it uh you know start to implode and wonder if this was the it can't be his plan all along he didn't spend all that money to buy something to destroy it did he i don't think I so
I don't know. I don't either. But so, well, we're we're still there. We're still verified. I didn't pay eight dollars. I'm gonna wait and see. You know, was it gonna jump in and go here's my? Because Debbie goes, this is how this, she knew this much about it. She goes, you're not paying eight dollars a month for that Twitter check, are you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, probably not. Good. <laughs> like, so there you go. She she knew enough. She knew enough that it was going to cost us what ninety six bucks a year. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. So that was done. We we didn't have any more conversation about that. So there's our five minute, twenty minute check in. Hey, it only took uh sixteen minutes, fifteen if you count my awkward intro at the start. That's all right. So now. We go, this was, I, um, I was jealous when I heard you won the lottery, but then I realized I wasn't going to be here, but I was still jealous when I saw that you were there because you got to attend for the first time in years. It was back live. What'd you get to do? I went to prop day. Here's my prop for prop day. There we nice go. transition, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot your name. What's your name? Big, big box. Oh, you got the big gave the big box again. The big, big, pro, big prop day box. It's a big prop day box. Uh, it's, it's prop day for those who don't know. Explain what prop day is for the uninitiated. Oh right. Because oh. we're not we know because we're beer insiders, Cody. Let's be honest. Everyone has been listening to our show for a long time, so they all know. But uh, quick recap: Goose Island, a local Chicago brewery releases their Bourbon County brand stout every year. I'm actually drinking right now. I'm drinking a 2021 Bourbon County stout. Are you really? You're yeah, getting into the, you're getting into the mood. You're getting into the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pour myself, just pour myself on before, before the show. Uh, it's a really thick, malty milkshakey kind of just really good. Like 15% ABV, like heavy stout. They have several variants every year. It's a big deal. You got to wait in lines, enter lotteries to get packages on Black Friday when they release it. But a couple weeks in advance, they have a special event at Fulton Market uh, at their Goose Island location where you can go to what's called Prop Day. It's a street festival, just a couple blocks, and you you pick up an allocation of, of uh, beers. I got four I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. And uh, you also get to try. They have on tap all of the variants. Oh. That you can then also try. Now it's mostly outdoors, so it's a little chilly, but not too bad. Not too bad on Saturday. Okay. Um, and uh, and you do have to enter a lottery to win. And this year that it is different. There was a morning session and an afternoon session. Okay. So you could do ten to two or three to seven. Now I actually got the first session, but a friend was doing the second. But because he registered through this Osner app, this like beer yeah. ordering app. You can actually transfer the tickets. So I found a woman on Facebook and I swapped tickets with her. Really? Yeah. So this is actually, uh, this is uh, sexism at its best. Nice. I, I, uh, sexism. You said you're, you're an old lady. You don't know how to drink Bourbon County stuff. No, 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 no. I, I jumped on Reddit and I jumped on Facebook and I'm like, who wants to trade tickets with me? And a few people replied. But then this woman replies on the thread in Facebook and she's like, oh, I'd like to. And she looked like she was a woman in her like, I don't know, 40s or 50s. And okay. I just I just immediately was like, you're not the demographic of people that are online just to scam people. You hope unless you were being catfished. I mean, it was right, but I was being sexist AF. I literally was like, oh, you're an adult woman. You're probably not a liar compared to a man. 
And then well, she sure, but but again, it could have been a you know a lying, deceitful man with a picture of his granny. Yeah, she had, she had a whole uh, uh, profile whole thing. thing. She sent me a couple selfies with her and her husband were drinking at the time. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. It was great. And she's like, well, how do you want to do this? I literally said, I was like, well, I'm a man and men are way less trustworthy than women. So I'll just send you mine first and hope that you like send me yours. Oh, but wow. We send each other screenshots of our Osner app to know that we had the Because these cost money. For When you say you won a lottery, you won the you won the chance to buy these tickets. This was not a free event. No, 200 bucks. Yeah. So yeah, man, not, not super cheap, but uh, she did send me the, the proof and a couple selfies and stuff. I saw her profile was legit and I was like, all right, but I just thought that was a funny little anecdote. Yeah. So, you're very trusting. Maybe you just, uh, maybe you got a thing for older women. Guys suck. It's guys, <laughs> suck. guys do suck. So anyway, As a guy, uh, I want to I'll tell you what I got here. Uh, it comes with uh, two bottles of proprietors. Ooh, proprietors is, is I always love proprietors because it's you, just for the Chicago market. Yeah, it's good. Uh, one bottle of each of 30th anniversary reserve Ooh, and nice. two year barley wine reserve. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So sweet. Plus, you got unlimited samples, correct? Well, you get six tokens. Well, actually, oh, sorry, so oh, here's the story. Right. Here's what I want to tell for the story for Prop Day. All right. Um, so you get six tokens. You get to sample each one. There's a, uh, and I, I don't have all the variant stuff in front of me, but that's okay because actually next week we're going to do a deep yeah, dive. Yeah, let's tease it. This is the, here's the tease for next week. Next week is our annual, very special. Bourbon County Stout episode of Realities May Vary. We are going to be joined by the two brewers who this year created the Proprietor's Blend. They will join us. We'll talk. Uh, we're going to sample a few. We're going to give you a chance to ask questions, and we will talk to the brewers themselves. That's next week's episode of Realities May Vary. We we look forward to it all year. Really, that's the only reason we do this is so that once a year we can do uh, talk to Goose Island. That's not true, but people wouldn't be surprised if it was. It's kind of true. true. Kind of true a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so that's so that's next week. We're going to talk about all the different variants, and we're going to uh, zoom in on three particular ones that we're going to be sampling, one of which is the proprietor's blend. Mm. Is this three we're doing? I think it's three. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. So I will not do a full review of of any of any of them, but uh, what I will say briefly is it's that the, the, uh, the sixth, there's like a coffee variant. There's a... a uh, there's a like a kind of fig newtony kind of one. There's a the reserve. There's the barley wine. There's the proprietors, and then there's uh, one more. I can't remember. So, uh, so we get the tokens to try them all, and and I'll have a better sense of the actual tasting next week since you know right. Saturday after two, I was hammered. Uh, <laughs> so, we, so you go and they've got these six things. They also had you could get a uh, you could get a shot of Heaven Hill whiskey. Really nice. Mm -hmm. They had Heaven Hill on site. No tokens for that. That was free. And one other, I think it was, uh, there was another liquor there. I want to say Jim Beam, but I might be misquoting. So who knows? But th there were there were a couple things. You get shots. They sold cigars uh, at a place. And then there was this endlessly long line for some kind of like, it was like the mystery machine. And you would pay $10 cash and put a giant token into a slot and you would get <laughs> one of eight different bottles of beer oh okay to bring home with you now 
I did not. So we got in line. The line was endless. I was like, we're not going to get any beer if we wait in this line. So we we went near the end. Well, the end, they ran out of beer to sell four people ahead of us. Oh, it's a bad timing, which I would feel bad about, but not for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, one of the variants was Kentucky Fog. Okay. That's the T one from last year, correct? Correct. It's like the only yes. BCS I've never, I don't like. Oh, ever. right. Okay. All right. <laughs> and so that, if you had rolled the dice, you might have gotten one of those. I would have gotten one of those. It would, it would have been you like, just oh, no, seven, for sure. That would have been the one. Oh, yeah. Here's seven delicious beers you would have loved. And then Kentucky Fuck, which my Kentucky. wife loves, by the way. She would have right. drank it. But um, it's literally the only, so I was like, nah. Um, so I didn't feel that bad. But the other thing is, Brian, they also had a mystery pour line that cost no tokens. Okay. So instead of waiting for like an hour to spend $10 on a bottle to bring home, I instead went to the mystery line five times. <laughs> I had so much bourbon. I'm pretty sure the first time I went through it was the Mon Cherie. Okay. Very distinct flavor. Yeah. Um, oh, they didn't even tell you when you got it what it was. No, they were behind a wall. Uh, with a bunch of barrels <laughs> set up and they literally uh, you just walk up and they just hand it to you through a slot <laughs> it was amazing oh my god i would what is this next, your business drink it All and right, the line was never good. long it was only ever like five six minutes to get through it so we just we literally my buddy and i we just like went through stood there talked and drank for a little bit went back in line Oh, we got to the point where we were just drinking the one that they had given us while we're waiting in line to go back again dude you had to be, because I know how hammered you were at Fobab. I can only imagine how hammered you were at the end of Prop Day. I was destroyed. I was destroyed. <laughs> I went to the Billy Goat right after that, because there's one like a 10-minute walk. I, got I a saw a picture of you at the Billy Goat with our old friend Trevor Blanchard. Yeah, went to the Billy Goat with my buddy, and Trevor Blanchard, our pro wrestling friend, just yeah. walks over, and he's like, hey, Cody, he looks great. Yeah, he looked terrific in the picture. He doesn't age. He looks exactly the same as the first time we met him. No, but he looks like kind of like cut more. Like he just looks jacked. really in, in shape, jacked, just like happy, good nice. place. It was good. But uh, did you see anybody else we know while you were wandering about? Not that you would have recognized anybody in your altered state, right? Uh, no, so, uh, somebody from college recognized me. Wow, I went to Drake with. Yeah, nice. So we chatted a bit, but. But no, nobody else. Uh, no, no, no radio friends. No uh, brewer friends that that at least recognize me right away. They could have been at the morning session, but I will say, uh, if they do that mystery booth again next year, that makes Prop Day even more worth it. Okay. Yeah, that cool. sounds it's that sounds insane. Now I know you don't want to go into deep dives, but did you have did you have a favorite yes. of this year? All right. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, will you I tell get it? I, I will. I've got one of them. Please do. I would love to hear about it. One of the bottles I have is one of them. Is it the 30th? No. Ooh, is it the prop? Although that is very delicious, no. The barley wine. The double barrel barley wine? Dude. I love barley wines. This barley wine is insane. Really? All right. I don't want to talk it up too much, but I just, 
Because what do we start? I started, I think I started with the coffee one. How was that? Because you're a coffee guy. You love the coffee beers for the most part. It didn't, it, there's not as coffee-like as the previous beers. Okay. I will say. So if, so, because before it like, you literally, it's like, you take a sip, you're like, oh, I just had a sip of coffee. It's crazy. Um, this one much more muted. It was more of a coffee aftertaste. Okay. So, um, it, 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 you know, I, I did that, I think first. And, and then I went to the barley wine and I was just like the barley wine, man, dude, I could, I could use still six tokens on that. Really? Wow. Oh, it just like, it just, it, it, and again, you know, I was cold. I was sure. half drunk probably at that point. So I need to sit down and see how I enjoy it when I'm just, you know, pouring it for me. But, right. but man, I well, don't have I'm, to drink it all yourself. You could pour it for a couple people. Could do that. Could do that. <laughs> but, but I will say the other thing is though, I'm looking forward to trying the proprietors uh, next week because yes. it, like they always do, Brian, it's just one of those beers where like you drink it and you just like, you just sit there for a second and you're just like, how am I tasting these flavors? Yeah. The proprietors, I've always said this, and I'll, I'm sure I'll say it again next week. The original blend always is good. You know, that's all. That's a solid. The proprietors are always phenomenal because the creativity that goes into them, the flavor profiles, uh, everything is just top tier. And I think the exclusivity adds another flavor layer to the profile where you go, yeah, everybody can't get this. So you feel a little more special when you're drinking it. Anybody who's able to get a bottle uh, enjoys it. But the prop, uh, proprietor's blend is always phenomenal. Yeah. Now tell us, well, we'll talk. I don't want to talk any more about specifics because we'll talk about it next week. But I'm interested in that 30th anniversary uh, blend and all of them. So we'll, again, next week, you don't want to miss if you, uh, if you like hearing us talk about beer and uh, watching us drink beer and hearing us drink beer and learning about beer. Uh, next week, our very special Bourbon County Stout episode with two of the brewers, the two brewers that came up with that. I I am now feeling what you felt the last two years, where I would send you pictures of me with my prop day boxes when it was just the drive-through pickups. And uh, yeah, so this, oh, that's, wow, the old Fitzgerald. Nice. That's the barley wine right there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I have in-laws. They kept the same uh, packaging, which I like. It's it's easy to carry. It's easy to, you know, maneuver around. Now, do you have to get that? Did you have to carry that around the whole day, the, your whole five hours that you were there? No, you had to get it up in the first three and a half out of four hours of the event. So, basically, you could get it on the way out. So, we grabbed them right on the way out. It's perfect. Oh, nice. Good thinking. No, Good thinking. It's a well-set-up event. It's well done. Props, haha, props to everybody at Goose for a, an amazing event. I can't wait to talk to the Brewers next week. You're in for a yeah. treat, Brian. It's another. I can't wait. It's another, you know, because last another year. Banner went, year. Would you say banner year? Oh, Don't give man, away it, too much. No, I won't. I just, man, that barley wine, I swear. It is the second one, so. <laughs> The memory faded quickly as I drank 10 more pours. <laughs> as you stood in the mystery line and drank whatever the hell they poured for you. Dude, that mystery line was the greatest thing. We closed it down. Line. We were like, we were two. <laughs> I think we were the last people to left. They literally were cleaning up. Yes. Wow. Because right. yeah, they closed it at seven. I think literally my friend and I were the two last people to leave. Uh, or if not, we were the top, like, bot, like top five probably at the very oh my end. my God. We just kept hitting that mystery line. It was amazing. 
Nothing uh, wrong with that. Good for that you. Billy Goat Burger really hit the spot. I'll go to you that. <laughs> I haven't been to that Billy Goat. That's the one. Uh, that's the one on Madison, right near you, near the United Center. It's really nice. Yeah, I've never been. I've been in the original. Well, that's I saw it and I didn't even put two and two together. I was like, what was Cody doing down on Lower Wacker after prop day? <laughs> Just wandering the city looking for looking for burgers. Dude, burgers and wrestling guys. That's so good. Now, did your lovely bride have to pick you up from this event too? No, my friend. Uh after I don't he must have not had as much as me, and he had a lot of food, and he has a higher tolerance. But he ended up driving me. He drunk so. drove you home, is what you're saying. He seemed fine. He, he was a lot. <laughs> he was a lot more sober than me. I will tell you that for sure. That doesn't surprise me, based on our phobab experience. I think he might have sobered up a little with Trevor because Trevor and I went into a wrestling talk uh, vortex. <laughs> He's not a wrestling fan, so I think his eyes glazed over, and he might have gotten a little nap. In but there. hey, but yeah, he took his nap. Yeah, he got his sober up nap. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, very nice. So that, that was. Uh, what else is that? It about prop day. That's a good that story. That's it. Yeah, just wanted to say, got good beers. Try to go next year if you can. Uh, the, yeah. the lottery, it was worth it. And those that mystery line, man. <sighs> yeah. I only went to the in-person one once, and it was great. Uh, the last two years with the remotes, I got those. And again, like you said about this one being very well organized, the drive-through ones were unbelievably simple. Yeah. So everything, uh, everything is class act down there so again next next week's the day the very special bourbon county stout episode of realities may vary and so, uh yeah not not for nothing not to give all the love to goose this weekend i am picking up the next series of revolution deepwood releases yes which you what do you know what they are i don't Something? remember i all think right. they're i think straight jackets one of them okay so I was going to say you could tell us next week, but that would be bad form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Goose Guys, hang on. We want to talk a little bit about Revolution, if you don't mind. I can, uh, I can tell you in a couple weeks. Yeah, or I can tell you right now because it's literally in my inbox. All they, right. They that emailed me. It, it's uh, Straight Jacket, I called it. Ryeway right. to Heaven and okay. Very Special Old Dark Mode, VSOD. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we are lucky that this city has uh, great breweries. Dude. Tell me about it. I don't... All I right. Uh, a long time ago in Chicago, we uh, started having breweries. Now we have a lot of them. Most of them are good. Some of them, mm, eh, mm, whatever. <laughs> like improv. Yeah, no, improv is all bad. Okay. I'm not going... <laughs> You can't, uh, you can fight me if you're an improv. And I, listen, I did improv. I went through Second City. Improv is bad. Everybody thinks they can improv. Uh, no, you can't improv. You know, give me a place. Got a conscious office. All right, what are you doing? Fisting, shut up. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's improv. Freeze. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I got a pancake up my ass. Okay, everybody improv. It's terrific. Terrific. It's, yes, you know. <laughs> but what you're, oh, shoot. You were supposed to yes and me, Cody. Oh, not yes, so... but me. You're, you're right. There's me. no good improv here. There was. There's no good improv. No oh, good improv. Unless oh. it's us just going off on a tangent. Oh, hold on. I got a pancake in my butt. <laughs> yes. And did it have dingleberry jam on it? <laughs> it had dingle poo poo jam. <laughs> See, I'd be great. My kid would love it, though. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think your kid has a much more sophisticated uh, sense of humor. Hmm. Oh, he's coming back to visit us, isn't he? We Sunday? forgot about it. Sunday. Yeah. Isn't he coming Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said to Debbie, oh, he's coming Sunday. She's like, what? 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 Really? I said, yeah. I remember we agreed to this a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that'll be fun. Because last time he was here, he forgot a few things. I mm -hmm. think it's like I think he's pulling the old, uh, you know, the the old girlfriend move where you leave a couple things at the house and go, oh, I got to come back because I, uh, you know, I forgot a couple things. So he's trying to get back in, which is fine. He's uh, he's welcome, always welcome. So we'll be doing that. All right. While you were uh, while you were prop daying everything, uh, yeah. Oh, Cody Jr. tolerates all my shenanigans. He is, he's nothing, but that kid's, the kid's a hundred percent shenanigan. Mm -hmm. That may be his middle name. I, I'm not even going to tell you his first name, but his middle name may in fact be shenanigan. Actually his, I'll, I'll finally say it. His first name is shenanigan. That's his first name. Yeah. That's his first name. That's why. I've, wow. No wonder he doesn't answer me. I've been calling him Biff. <laughs> I thought it was Biff shenanigan. Yeah. No, his middle name it's is Pancake. Shenanigan Pancake. <laughs> Hello. My name's Shenanigan Pancake. I got to pass my favorite, my favorite uh, exit alias. You know, I have a penchant for looking at, at exits that have two names of towns and using them as my aliases. My favorite. Oh, oh I used to do this all the time. I would uh, do it at hotels. I would do it with the, you know, if I was trying to avoid a girl. I would tell my roommate, uh, the only people to, if, if somebody calls and asks for this name, give me the phone. If not, I'm not here. So it's always been, it's always been a running joke. And now Molly has adopted it too. And she will call me if she's on the road and pass a, passes an exit that might be a name. My favorite one has always been Gilman Chatsworth. It's on 57 South. And so I, I always use the alias Gilman Chatsworth followed closely by Buckley Roberts and Cooter Holland. Cooter Holland I use when I'm down in NASCAR country. That's my, those are all legit exits off interstates. And I'm, so I'm always looking for named exits. So this, when this weekend I, we went down to Carbondale, nice segue. And I passed Gilman Chatsworth twice. And it was, and Molly, even, when she got down, she was like, you saw Gilman Chatsworth? I was like, you bet your ass I did. <laughs> so I that's if if you're ever somewhere and you hear uh Gilman Chatsworth, table four three. That'll be me. Or Cooter Holland down smuggling smokes through the Carolinas. That's me too. Man was arrested today. <laughs> Elderly white man Cooter Holland. Sounds like I should be at a MAGA rally when I'm Cooter Holland. <laughs> So yeah, there's always there's always always great uh, great names. So backstory real quick, Molly had said in October, oh I you know it would have been nice. The one thing I missed about college was going to big fall football games. She goes, I don't even really care about football, but just the whole atmosphere. And then one thing led to another, and she was like, well Southern has their last home game November twelfth. Now I went to school there, and the weather was always very pleasant all the way up through Christmas. So we decide we're going to go. We get the tickets. We uh, booked a room for Saturday night. Very exciting. I haven't been back since uh, the eclipse, 
when we slept out in the field and the deer came up and bothered us, it was a whole big thing. It was beautiful. We leave because instead, the smart thing to do would have been to book a hotel room Friday night and plan on coming home Saturday or book the hotel for two nights and make a little weekend out of it. Not us. We decided we were going to go down Saturday morning and then stay over and come home Sunday. Mm. Okay. But one of the things I wanted to do was go to Mary Lou's Diner, which is, well, it's a diner, and they have great biscuits and gravy, and it's the place, if you're in Carbondale, to go for breakfast. So I wanted to get down there for breakfast, which meant we left our house at 420. We were not high, but we did leave at 420. Hey, blaze it. Yeah, wake and break, baby. Hop in the mystery machine, do a couple of tokes, and hit the road. Put on the Grateful Dead, smoking, smoke weed every day. We were Get smoking the weed. In there. Get some so we in leave. There. We're going down, and it's beautiful. Now it's cold, but I had been watching the weather, and it was supposed to be like forty-five and sunny. And I'm like, ah, that's okay. Even though the day before, just like here, uh, the day before in Carbondale on Friday, it was eighty. I would have much rather gone to a football game when it was eighty, but no. So we start driving down and everything's fine. And I'm because now Molly had decided she was going to come home that night. So she and Debbie are in Molly's car and I'm by myself and I'm flying and I get in the car and it tells me how much I have. By the time I got the champagne, I had shaved 15 minutes off my arrival time based on ways. Cause I was zipping along. It was dark. Everything was great. We get to champagne, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little low on gasoline. I forgot that there's not much between champagne and Effingham. So I'm starting to panic. I I did what I've never done before. I didn't even realize I could do it. I hit the gas logo on Waze, and it shows you what gas stations are close. And all of a sudden, there's like, oh, six miles away, there's a town, Newman, Tuscola. Not a good, not a good exit name. Can't use that as an alias. Mm-hmm. But eh, Tuscola Newman, I guess, depends on where you're at. So just as I'm about to get to Tuscola Newman, literally about a quarter mile away from the exit, there's a jackknife semi in the ditch. And as I go to go up to the exit, I start to fishtail a little. And I'm like, what? So I get off and there's there's like five gas stations there. The big pilot trucks, the difference in gas prices from the pilot truck stop or the loves truck stop and the road ranger, which I call the rump ranger, a uh, little travel plaza was like four cents difference. Where do you think I went for the gas? The cheap one. Of course. Where did Debbie go for the gas? No. Yep. So Why? I pull it. Cause she, cause she about like loves truck stops better than the road ranger. They were, they were literally right next door to each other. And, and so I whip in and I'm out and I'm like, where the hell did they, where I, I know they were behind me where are they getting gas. And I'm like, Oh, they went to the other truck stop. Cause you know, money's burning a hole in their pocket. They got four cents a gallon extra to throw around so they could go into the loves truck stop plaza instead of just the, uh, the rump ranger over here. Where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna go? That's un-American. It is. Uh, what happens next is downright uh, despicable. You'll never believe back. 
what happens next? No, I get on the, uh, thank God I got gas because, well, one, I would have run out of gas, but two, from Newman all the way down past Effingham, it was like I was driving in the frozen tundra. There was ice, there was snow, the, you could only drive in the right lane because the left lane was too frozen over. Uh, it, it was insane. The first, I hit that, like I said, I hit that first overpass and I fishtailed a little line. I'm like, what? And as I came over the hill, all of a sudden it was like the road went from perfect to completely snow and slush covered. And I'm like, wow. So, so now we're going, I, I'm driving slow and I know they're behind me. I come up over a hill and I see these two semis lights, brake lights, like come, come on fast. I'm like, oh man. And I, you know, I slow down. There had been an accident about a quarter mile in front of us. The entire interstate was shut down. I sat in one spot for 45 minutes waiting to get there. We see, I see the ambulances go by. I see the fire engines go by. The tow truck goes by, state police. 45 minutes later, start to, you know, we start to move. A car had been completely smashed by a semi. And I had never seen a semi with a lot of damage on it. You know, it, that, that it was, it was bad, but thank God we, I got to Effingham, got through. Then the roads cleared up. It was fine. Zoom. So now I'm flying to make up time. I got to, I got to make up some time, Cody. Get there. Debbie and Molly show up about 10 minutes after I did. And uh, we go to Mary Lou's, have a great breakfast. Oh man. It's this little diet. Everything was terrific. The day's going well, except for the fact that it is now 32 degrees, cloudy and kind of misty, sleety, funky. We were dressed okay, warmth-wise, but not sit out at a uh, football game. You get. They also had not. I walk it. We walk into the stadium finally, and there's water dripping down, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on in here?" Well, it's because the aluminum uh, bleachers had been covered with ice and snow, and it was dripping and dropping down the stairs. These the. the aluminum stairs going up into the seats were completely ice covered. <laughs> I was terrified. You're sure it's not because they installed forest cafe in the upper deck. No, I didn't see the big green tree frog. There was hmm. not an overpriced burger anywhere. It hmm. was, it was just that we get up to our, to our seats and the benches are completely covered with ice. And I'm like, Oh, I only had brought one pair of pants. And I, th I'm thinking I can't sit in wet in this temperature. I'm, I'm gonna free. I can't sit in wet. <laughs> so, I Molly runs down because we had seen it as we walked past, like the souvenir place. There, he had little seat cushions. So we sent Molly down because I can't. I'm terrified that I'm gonna take a tumble. It was uh, oh man. In Molly your boot? Back. Were you in your boot? I did not wear the boot into the stadium. There was no way I would have been dead. I would have been dead. Did you, is that okay? Were you allowed? Yeah, to not wear yeah no, yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay. It was fine. Um, 
we were surrounded by fans from North Dakota State University whose mascot is the Bisons. They all walked in with these Grand Poobah Bison helmets on. I thought I was in an episode of the Flintstones. All these, and they came dressed because they're from North Dakota, where this was basically their summer vacation. And they all have the bison hats on. They're all dressed in their car hearts. They're doing, and then like three of them are leading cheers, North Dakota State cheers about the bisons and their first downs. About midway into the second quarter, I turned to Debbie and Molly and I was like, we're leaving at half. Because I and Debbie was like, yeah, she literally screamed at the top of her lungs. Yes. It was so bone chillingly cold. And the Salukis were losing, but it was wonderful to be there. You know, it was fun. Uh, but at halftime, so halftime comes and we're gonna leave. Imagine me in my, you know, my, with my paranoia about falling walking down the stands and then down which are ice covered the steps and then down the other steps that are ice covered so i'm trying to get there's five steps from the seats down to the concourse and i'm holding on to both banisters <clears throat> and i'm walking kind of sideways and some ass behind me is like i think i can i think i can i think i can i'm like are you serious yeah i'm like dude i'm not falling well, Debbie said, yeah, he shouldn't have been saying anything because every guy who was behind you coming down the steps was walking exactly like you were, holding onto both banisters because it was sheets of ice. It was crazy. Are you sure so, it was directed at you? It, or I mean, we, we, we exchanged a couple comments, a lot good-natured comments. Uh, you know, like, I'm like, hey, man. I said, I'm, uh, I'm not going to fall. It's going to be a, a horrible thing if I go down. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was aimed at me, but it, it may not have be, been as malicious. He may have just been saying that we were all in the same boat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because one, he was an idiot and two, he was wearing a big, uh, Buffalo head. So I'll let him go. He's got to live with his own misery. He's got to go back to North Dakota. So, you know, <laughs> I came back here. He's going to North Dakota. Oh God. No. Okay. I was thinking Nebraska in my head because the ends, no. but no. No, North, North Dakota. No, that's State. a way worse place to go. Yeah, he's got to go was back he, there. Was he a heavy set individual? Um, yeah, he was. Well, it's hard for me to judge. You know, I'm not wafer thin, but yeah, he was a big. He was a big dude. Okay. There were a lot of big, a lot of big, a lot of guys who looked. There were Molly's like they're giving me a very January sixth vibe. Uh, the shaman. They all looked like the shaman. They had big beards. They had the buffalo heads on. Uh, the only thing missing was the spear. But um, you know they all—they all were hardy folk. Well, and yet they were too stupid to uh, thaw out their seats with tiki torches. Yeah, they did not. Uh, they did not. One of one of them had brought a roll of paper towel, which I don't know if you know this, but paper towel doesn't really uh, get rid of ice. Well, was a bounty? Well, it didn't quickly pick up anything. But so it might have been. It might have just been brawn. I would imagine more brawny for those people. You know, with the lumberjack on the package. That seems more their thing. <laughs> At one point, a guy was screaming. And I'm like, I lean over to Molly. I go, I'm just going to tell this Tatanka to shut the hell up. <laughs> Tatanka. Thank you. Little uh, Dancing with the Wolves reference out of there. But then, so then, you know, we go and we went to the, 
one of the best barbecue places in the country, bar none, 17th Street Barbecue in uh, 17th Street Bar and Grill in Murfreesboro. Mike Mills was known as the legend. He passed away last year. Uh, his daughter, Amy, we've had Amy on the show a couple times to talk about their cookbooks and it's just, it's the best. So we had dinner and then Molly was going to drive home. So we drive back to Carbondale, drop her off in her car. And then we drive back to Murfreesboro because I wanted to go to a big muddy brewery. Cause you know, I can't go somewhere without stopping at a brewery, but you know, the weird thing is, yes, you can see this Cody. I am drinking big muddy root beer we did i did not drink root beer at the brewery uh we found a very lovely uh bartender was there she was very uh very nice we had a couple flights they do good stuff there i had i had been exposed to them up here because of their saluki dunkel dog red ale which is really really good they also do an exclusive beer for the 17th street bar and grill that is a has a smoked. It's a brown ale, and it's got a smoke flavor to it to go along with the barbecue, and it is ba bang. It's an amber ale, I should say, and it's really really good. So all right, we're in a we're in my college town. We're at my alma mater. Debbie and I don't have. We're unencumbered by children. By children, I mean our grown daughter. Um, we're out on the town. Boom, ba ba boom, ba ba boom. What time do you think we got back to the hotel? Eleven fifteen p.m. Yep. You are way off. One fifteen a.m. Seven o'clock p.m. We were back <laughs> at the hotel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know how to swing, baby. Uh, <laughs> okay. We had gone, well, it was really dark in our defense. We thought it was much later. Um, we had gone to dinner right after the game. And since we left at halftime, we got to the restaurant at like 4, 4.15. Had dinner, got back, dropped Molly off. And then went back to the brewery. And <laughs> we each had a flight. And then I had a Dunkle Dog uh, by itself. And Debbie's like, oh, man, what time is it? It's got to be around 8 o'clock. And I look, I go, it's not even six. <laughs> so, but we had been up since, you know, Debbie had gotten up at 2.30. I had gotten up at 3.30. Um, it was, you know, it was a little, uh, it'd been a long day. Your microphone went out. You have turned your, you've I just turned it off. And in her defense, it was probably pitch black oh, two it was, hours it was. before you even went, went, you went to dinner. Honestly, it's so it was, dark. it was pitch black. So we're sitting at the bar and all of a sudden it was like we were balloons and somebody had just pricked us with a pin and the air, we all, we both just started deflating. We we're like, uh, and I was like, but we, but we're here. Oh yeah. We should go home. Cause we had decided to go to the brewery rather than go and try to drink it with the co-eds. There's only a couple bars left on the strip and uh, you know, it, it would have been weird. I, Wouldn't have stopped me. Well, no, but you're you're a little younger than me. You're a lot younger than me. Barely. Plus, I was with Debbie, you know, as I told her, I don't want her blocking me when I'm, you know, when I'm being a zaddy for the co-eds. A zaddy? <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> I jokingly said that. Molly's like, don't ever say that again. I can't. No, don't ever say that what again. What does that mean? It's like a sexy daddy. 
<laughs> I've never heard of that. Check before. it out. It is. Um, and now I aspire to be that. You want to be a zaddy? You probably could be. I don't know if you're old enough to be a zaddy yet, though. <sighs> Mike says he froze his uh, butt at the Illinois game. Uh, then went to Marianne's for a, ha a haystack. Very nice. Oh, you peed in Gilman. Oh, Gilman Chatsworth. He's great. Roger went down 15 years ago. It's a long time, Roger. Uh, Chicago warm weather temperatures dropped dramatically. See, for me, it was the opposite. When I first visited Carbondale, when I was a senior in high school, we left Chicago in a blizzard. We got down to Carbondale. It was 70. I was like, this is where I'm going. It was phenomenal. But this time everything went backwards. Mm. Backwards. So we had decided we were, we were by, I think by 8 o'clock, Debbie was snoring. And by 9.30, I was asleep. <laughs> so that's how that's how we party when we go back to uh, back to my alma mater. I mean, I'm we're in that stage of pregnancy right now. Like, my wife and I are not partying past nine. <laughs> really, it's uh, she's she's very pregnant. I mean, she's due in a month, a yes. month from tomorrow. So, ooh, very exciting. Yeah. So she's well. Uh, to be honest, had I had we gone on Friday night, and we would have slept on Friday. We would have slept later on Saturday morning. I would have been revved up. I'd have been ready to go because when I do, when I do cut loose, I still have it in me to be the last man standing. Yeah. I still, I still have the stamina, the wherewithal and the stick to to go the distance. But when I'd already been up, you know, 14 hours and, you know, we're going to wander off to a bar alone drop Debbie at the hotel and then hit the town. Right. Right. You know, I'm like, no, I brought, I, we got back to the hotel. I had a bottle of root beer because we bought two, four packs of their root beer. Cause I was like, I love root beer. Molly likes root beer. I was like, I'm going to get a couple of these root beers. So, oh man, I'm back at the hotel. I'm wild. We had stopped at the circle. K. Debbie was like, I got to stop at the circle K. Uh, she had to get some water and some, uh, some Fritos. So <laughs> we're strange things afoot. Always strange things, Theodore. They are always a strange. Every time I see a Circle K, I know that strange things are afoot. Right. And so we went We went into the Circle K. And uh, so I'm back at the hotel. Debbie's snoring. I'm drinking a root beer, watching some bad sci-fi movie on HBO. And then zonk, I'm out. I, uh, man, I can relate to that whole last man standing thing. Because that, that's my MO. Like, if we yeah. are at a party, I want to stay. Period. Unless yeah. the party is over, I want to stay. And my wife's not that way, and that's fine. But uh, I do not – I would never leave parties um, until they shut yeah. down. If I've were. done that. I've done that before, and it's – and then I'm like, oh, man, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who didn't leave. No, dude. Oh, dude, my, my friend's bachelor party, my, not the one I hosted, but the one in Madison, yeah, I was like – I was awake at like 3 in the morning with two other people. And three other people really? and then we were just like why are we still awake and i'm just like i don't know because i don't stop partying because yeah. i can hang that's just the my deal uh, all right my well deal. i i feel a gauntlet being thrown my, down my deal you would do it too do you and i should go to a party sometime we should go well we'll go to uh we have a christmas party coming up december if, 10th well well the christmas party like you might not be able to go it's like two days before my wife's due date so we'll see but 
I my plans to go and probably drink moderately because I don't want to have to show up. Yeah, because you have to drive. Yeah, that's true. Wasted. I don't think she's gonna go. Roger said his dog is listening. We're big with dogs. We're, We're huge in the dog demo, the 18 yeah. to 15 uh, month demo, particularly. Carol's glad she didn't go to DeCoin this weekend, uh, which is just north of Carbondale. That's where they have the beautiful DuCoin State Fair. Uh, Sunday, when we got up to leave, oh man, the sun was shining. The roads were perfect. It was still about 35, but uh, yeah. But uh, it was still, it was still, I got to I don't know how often you go back to Drake. Do you ever go back? To visit your alma mater? I haven't gone since 2014 or 15. Oh, for the relays, right? Is that the last Wait, time you went? No, 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 no. I went, I went for the 10 year. So I was there 2017. Okay. There's something about, like, I don't live in the past. It's not like, oh, I wish I was still in college. But it was really cool to go back and, you know, just see it again and go, oh, this is, you know, I know, I knew this stuff had changed. And, and then to have Molly, uh, with me and she had been there she had gone through it but it was like 12 years ago the last time we drove through there and so it was funny you know to regale her with some stories and then so we're at this diner and at the corner it used to be a big chinese restaurant and i said oh that used to be a chinese restaurant um i went there on my 21st birthday and molly goes oh did somebody take you there and i'm like yeah she goes, your girlfriend? And I said, yes, I had a girlfriend, and she took me out to dinner. And Debbie said something about it. He's like, hey, you don't have to get mad that Dad had a date in college. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole day I was like, you know, I used to date in college. <laughs> Did you, so, do you uh, stay in touch with a lot of your college friends? I have uh, like four or five that I stay in, in good contact with. That's not bad. I'm almost all my friends are from uh, growing up high school. I've, oh, I've only got really one friend I keep up with, and it's still even a little bit sporadic from Drake. You know, I don't like to have friends. They're cumbersome. Right. They're needy. So I've tried to be a loner, Dottie, a rebel. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was so they, so yeah, I keep up with, you know, they all, we live all over the country. So it's not, you know, we don't get to see each other. But sure, we, but you, we talk. Yeah, we're in touch. We know what's going on with each other and stuff. When like they that. come to town, you can hang out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. I'm nice. trying that's now. Nice. To, uh, yeah. That's part of why I don't go to Drake because, like, I've got the one friend who lives in Des Moines, fortunately. But okay. You know, and and actually, she was out of town for relays this year. That's why we didn't go. Oh. So I was like, hey, we might go to relays, and she's like, well, I'm not gonna be there. And I was like, then there's literally no point. You're the <laughs> only person I'm still friends with, really actively. Uh, so yeah, and I'm trying one. to get us all to go to a homecoming one year, just oh, yeah. just to go because I, I think it'd be fun. I think yeah. it'd be fun for us to be back there and um, do a couple things. Most of the places that we used to go are no longer around, but there's a couple, and you know, now we have money. I I took Molly to past the student center, and I'd said to her, "Oh, this is where I used to come every Friday and cash a ten dollar check so I could go out drinking." And she was like, "Cash a check." I go, yeah, that's what we had to do. You'd come, you'd come to the student center, you'd cash a ten dollar check. We'd go down to Progressive Happy Hour, started out at twenty five cents for a quart, and then it went up to fifty cents the next hour for a quart. So you could get really drunk, then go across the street to Boobies for a submarine sandwich, and still have a dollar left over for the bagel man when the night was over. That was my big night. 
That's amazing. Something just fell off of. Uh, I was looking. You something. Something got you. Something fell. I saw a mouse in my garage on the way up to the podcast. Oh no! Is it's that cold bad? weather? No, it's just they're coming in. So if you see one, you're going to see more. Uh, as long as they don't get in the house. But there's a good chance if they're in the garage, they can get in the house. Might have to set some traps. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I went out to get my bourbon county stout, and I was standing in front of the fridge. I'm like, oh, I don't want to drink. And then I hear this, like, look over. There's a mouse. I see it running on my workbench. It was like this a little tiny a one? Yeah. Or a big rat-sized one? A little tiny one. Uh, they're coming in because it's cold. I know. I wasn't super worried. Like, I had my I had my slippers on, but I wasn't yeah. going to mess with it. Well, unless I had shoes on, shoes and socks. I feel like my feet got to be armored. I want to mess. Oh, you have to. You don't want to. I, I would never want a rodent running across my feet. Yeah. So, but I texted no. my wife immediately and I said, hey, look, there is a mouse in our garage. So when you pull in the car, don't freak run. out. If you see run it. for your life. Well, I don't think, I think the mouse will run from the car. The mouse is going to hide. It's not going to come out for a car unless it's, unless it's one badass mouse. Unless well, it's a mighty it. mouse. Here I come to save the day. I heard it. I look over. It's 10 feet away. And it was like, mouse, what are you doing? And it just kind of sat there. Because I, I thought they were real skittish, right? So yeah. I'm just like, what are you doing? So I started yelling at it. And it just kind of stood there. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to get a beer. Because I couldn't believe a human was yelling at it. It's like, what? <laughs> what the hell is going What? Are you yelling at me? I'm a mouse, dude. <laughs> Time to get out my 22 and take care of that vermin. Yeah. I got a salt gun I could use. Oh, I want to see I you, a, Elmer Fudd. I want to see you go out in that garage. Shh, be I saw a combat knife. Look at that. What is? What are you going to do with that? I don't know. Shot Kill tank? it. Good lord. God, this is secret is Santa. That? Secret Santa. I don't in know. Jail? I probably need. A, I probably need a license for that, and I don't have it, so I'm under arrest. Well, how, first of all, you're not going to catch a mouse and kill it with that knife. You're is not. Is that a throwing knife? Yeah, I can learn to throw it. Well, how long are you going to invest to learn how to throw a knife to kill a mouse? 1482 Taiwan. Oh, Gina's saying you should get an exterminator. Is this the FBI on it? Oh, FBI? Pull that knife out again. Let me see that knife. That's not, oh man. That's a killing knife right there. A combat knife. Yeah, it is. My friend was in the Marines. It was a secret sack. You're gonna back. You're gonna hold it backward. You go take somebody's throat out. But you can't get a mouse with that knife. You can't get a mouse with that knife. Watch me get a mouse with that knife. It, all right. Yes, I wanna. I wanna see you. I wanna see you hold up the mouse that you have grabbed and then slit its throat. I'm not gonna slit its throat. That'd be grotesque. I'll stab it in the so heart. I, all right. That's less grotesque. Mm-hmm. The size of that blade, if you try to stab it in the heart, you're going right, you're you're gutting it like a hog. It's only how how long is this blade? This is uh it's like a... that's bigger than a mouse. Size my middle. Yeah, that's yeah, bigger than a mouse. Okay. Well, glad we had this discussion. I hope the mouse pulls out a knife too. You two get in a <laughs> knife fight. Like West Side Story. When you're a mouse, you're a mouse. Oh, my, my wife texted me back and just said dot dot dot. Yep. <laughs> that, that means she's not coming home. You live no, in a I rat just, infested hovel. I just heard her come in, but I'm pretty sure she came in the front door, not the garage door. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she parked in the driveway and she's just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I would I 
if I were you, it's supposed to uh, snow a lot tonight. I would go move that car into the garage. Yeah, that's real fun because I had a no, mountain of Well, no, it's not fun because I had a mountain of leaves in my backyard and turns out we didn't buy enough bags. So I still have a small mountain of leaves in my backyard. Oh. And it turns out they're not in bags. I have 30 bags, 30 or 40 uh lawn bags. Wow. Full. Well, our neighbors, our neighbors have two oak trees and right. they were out of town for two weeks. So all the oak tree leaves came down and the oak tree leaf is like a piece of cardboard. Yes, they're uh, very large. Dude, they're large. They're stiff. They're really hard. Like I got like one of those vacuum That's things. what she said. I tried to vacuum it. One oak leaf gets in the vacuum and it clogs it up. Wow. They're like cardboard, Brian. Are they're you like, using your Hoover? Your dude, Eureka from the house? No, I was using the outdoor tool. All right. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get on the mouse thing? You were talking you, you were I don't know. You you freaked out. You had to you had to get it off your chest. There were I've had mice before. And I'm a big proponent of the old school trap. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they kill quickly. Now we the last we haven't, thank God, haven't had any here. I've had them at I've had them in garages in my last two houses and the last house we had like a little back porch that had been added on and they came from underneath we had some out there that were where i had to put uh traps and i always caught them it's funny you never see them you just see the droppings you put those old school traps down with a little peanut butter bam 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 those mice gone i'm hardcore don't they full of blood around. and stuff? Isn't that gross? No, because it doesn't smash them. I mean, it doesn't splatter them. It just breaks their neck and they're pinned. It is kind of, you know, they're dead mice on this piece of board. You got to pick mm. it up and throw it away. Uh, the worst mice thing ever. Back years ago, I had put the patio umbrella and stuff away for the winter, right? The next spring, I go to take it off. I open the umbrella mice fall right out of the umbrella i freaked out they must have crawled up because the umbrella was up on a shelf and it was it was in a bag it was in a shelf oh my god i freaked out so now every year since every time i open an umbrella in the spring i'm like oh please don't let there be any mice in here please don't let there be any here it only happened the one year but Debbie heard me screaming and come run, came running out. What's going on? There's my the umbrella. Terrifying. Well, <laughs> Roger bragging that his lawns are leaf free. That's because you're retired, Roger. That's uh, it's all you do. You go in the garden, you play with the dog, and you do your lawn maintenance. After you sit on the porch with your cappuccino. Mike's my uncle tight white uncle used to re. Oh, he reused those mouse traps, Mike. <laughs> See, I didn't think you could because. Once the scent of dead mouse is on there, they're not going to come back, no matter how much peanut butter you use. I'll never forget my dad. When I was uh, six, I must have been six, seven at the most, showed me, he started laying mouse traps. My, my, we had a golden retriever. And he said, hey, now look, you got to not mess with these mouse traps or let the dog near them because here's what happens. And he took a number two pencil yep. and he put it on and went boom. And he hey. showed me the indent. He's like, this is what it does to a pencil. This is what it'll do to our dog to keep him away. I'll never forget that visual. Yeah. This was 30 some years ago. Uh, so I'll show my son something like that if we lay any traps. But we had like a couple of humane or whatever. We had a couple of traps. No, we had some of the poison bait things. Okay. Uh, 
they're little tiny, tiny, tiny things that you can get in and they can get this little poison bait and bring it back to their nest. Right. Uh, and the guy stuck it behind, like somewhere you couldn't get to in my garage. And I turn around one day and my son, he's holding this thing. He's like, oh blah, blah, blah. What's this? There's no way he could have gotten into it, but I freaked out. I yeah, lost my no. mind. It's... I'm like, because he was like one. I'm like, dude, no, no, no. No, you can't have that. We we tried. So I was still living at home. I may have been in college and home on a break, or I might have been in high school. My brother, Dennis, had a habit of bringing food up to the bedroom. Oh, no. Uh, my my dad uh, had, I guess, in hindsight, he had passed on his fear of rodents to the, to the rest of us. So one night, Dennis wakes up screaming because there was a mouse dragging a chip bag across the floor of the bedroom. <laughs> and now he's screaming. My, everybody wakes up. We're all up. My dad is like half asleep. He's sitting, he goes and he starts sitting in the living room and he's just laughing like a maniac. Like he was like on crackers. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, is he, maybe he's not really awake. And my mom is screaming and everybody's screaming. So the mouse, the mouse scurries away. They had been doing some work in the bathroom. So there was a hole behind the, a little hole around the pipe behind the toilet. So the mouse, okay, we, we get, we get those glue traps. Cause that's supposed to be the humane way. Get the glue trap, put it under the, behind the toilet. The next day, I forget who starts screaming, but somebody's screaming that the mouse is caught. Uh, my dad won't go up and get it. Nobody will go get it. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I go upstairs, and there's this mouse, and I'll never forget. This is why I use the old school traps, because it's over like that. The mice don't know what hit them. The glue trap, this mouse is like, oh, I can't get off. And he's he's alive, but he's stuck. All four paws or feet or talons or whatever mice have are stuck in the glue. And this mouse is pulling for all he's worth. And I'm like, I don't want to touch it because the mouse is alive right. and it's freaky. And even though it's only about, you know, three inches long, I don't want to get near it in case it breaks free and decides I'm the target of its vengeance. So I go in and I get a ruler and I'm standing my arm fully extended and I stick the ruler onto the glue pad and I pick it up like a mousicle. And I throw it into a garbage bag, tie it up, and I take it out and throw it in the garbage can. So this mouse not so now this mouse really has to suffer because he's stuck at a glue trap with a ruler, and now he's suffocating in the garbage can. Yeah, that to me seems much more inhumane than yeah. you know. Hey, look, there's some peanut butter. Pff, I'm gone. You never even know what happened. You're just you're just gone. They have humane traps that are like a tube, and like they go into it, and then it like closes a gate, and then they're stuck in the tube, and then you just like carry it somewhere and. You throw it out I, yeah. don't know. I have a friend who's vegan who did that yeah. he's vegan brian okay, so. he's vegan again can't hurt a field mouse like I, I don't take any joy in it uh except that it does i will say catch a couple mice your wife looks at you a little bit different because now you've protected her from you know invasive species and no. wildlife coming into the home she has a little uh, photo develop she has a little photo project thing down in the basement and she on her table one day she comes upstairs and she's like there's a dead mouse on my table and it was not a dead mouse five 
It was literally a dead mouse. It was like I went on and there's just a tiny little dead mouse just sitting on her table. I was like, okay. What? I don't know where that came from. Only mouse we saw. Couldn't find droppings anywhere else. We had the exterminator people. We have, uh, we use one of those stupid services that sprays your house to okay. get insects or to put a shield around your house of insects. It's probably garbage and bunch of crap. Well, they don't shield you against mice, I guess. I know they'll they'll come and do that stuff for free. So they actually did an attic inspection for free too. So they do all the all these okay. like pro bono. So if I call them tomorrow and I say, can you lay some traps in my garage? They will lay traps in my garage, but they'll just kill them. And then I gotta check them and all that stuff, or it'll be bait or whatever. So uh, but if, if it's poison, I mean I'll ask them what they do. Cause if it's a poison thing, they take you back to their nest or whatever, then okay, maybe I'll do that because I like who knows how many are in there? Like you said, there could be like. 10. Well, a lot of it, they they're probably just coming in because of the cold, but there's always more than one. Hold on. Uh oh. Is it the mice? I think my wife is printing something. <laughs> yeah, how to kill a mouse? She's totally printing something. Wait, hold it's on. Divorce papers. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to live in this mouse-infested heart. I don't know how long the mouse lived for, Mike. I threw it in the garbage can, and that was the end of it. I don't know. What can I tell you? My house may be haunted. A thing fell earlier, and then the, the printer's making noises, and there's nothing. It doesn't matter. It's the mice. The mice are taking over. <sighs> this is like Willard or Ben, the rap movies with Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, he wrote the song. Hmm. Ben. Uh, good luck good luck with that i don't know i try i i'm pretty humane when it comes to animals but if uh, a mouse is in my house and it's you know there was only w one time i think in our very first house they got into the kitchen and they had eaten through the bre the bread bag oh i've had it in the kitchen before yeah that's enough i don't yeah. need that at that point that point you're i'm killing you if you're in my house i'm killing you now, our apartment in Wicker Park, we had mice. Ugh. Actually, in the basement, one time, my uh, friend, uh, my, my roommate, Blake, went to the bathroom in the basement. He opened the toilet lid, and there was a mouse in the toilet that had, Ooh. like, crawled through the pipes or something, he thinks. Okay. And so he just like, kicked it or something and flushed it. I don't know what happened. It's crazy. Crazy. So Carbondale. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Carbondale, <laughs> no, the party. The party never ends unless it gets to be 8 o'clock. Then the party's got to end. How do we get on this? And the party thing? was over. I don't know how we got on talking about mice, but uh, you know that's fine. That is fine. Now uh, we have to talk about the economy. No, or there's Kevin Smith. Me. <laughs> huh? Yeah, Kevin Smith. All right. <laughs> All right. This is super quick. We got like ten minutes left, uh, uh, but <laughs> I did see at the Music Box Theater in Chicago where I proposed to my wife, famously. The great theater. They showed the screening of Clerks 3 on Monday and Tuesday. This is sold out Monday. And then really? at a second show Tuesday, Kevin Smith was going to do a little preface. And then he he did a QA after the show. Now, uh, do you know anything about Kevin Smith QAs? I don't. I know there's probably questions and answers during one of them. I'm gonna guess. I don't know. Mm, at least half, right? All right. So about 10 people get in line for the key. I'll tell you about the movie in a second. 10, well, I'll tell you about the movie first. So did you see the original Clerks? I have seen the original Clerks numerous times. Oh, okay. Then you would probably, in, did you see, and you don't remember seeing Clerks 2, I right? don't remember seeing Clerks 2. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Storyline-wise, you kind of need to see Clerks okay. 2. 
All right. Now I'm sure it's streaming somewhere on one of my many streaming services. I'm sure. To to prepare for Clerks 3, my wife and I watched both. Uh, Clerks, the original Clerks is is I would say objectively better than Clerks 2 for sure. Okay. Uh, Clerks 2 has just like like a very heavy handed kind of love uh, plot that works, but it's not like funny. So okay, it takes some realistic <laughs> from, from the movie. Funny. Um, but if you've seen both movies and you are particularly a fan of Clerks 1, highly recommend Clerks 3. Tons of nostalgia. It's a it's a very meta kind of film. I don't want to give the whole thing away, okay. but it's essentially about kind of one of the characters decides to essentially make a movie about their lives, which okay. by definition is the original Clerks. Right. So lots of callbacks, tons of, I mean, almost every character from the original Clerks makes some reappearance. Um, is it in black and white? It's not in black and white, okay. though. Well, I won't. I won't spoil right. any of it. But, okay. But it is not in black and white. Okay. Um, but but what was cool is after the film, you know, Kevin Smith talks about. He's like, you know, part of this film is almost like I'm showing people what I see when I think of Clerks, because you're kind of showing people making the movie, not just the right. movie. And he's like, you know, for me, it was it was in color. It was it was my life. It was like working with these people on the set and stuff. So, um, yeah, it, definitely have a nostalgia. If you haven't seen Clerks in a long time, if you haven't seen it in like 15 years, check it out again to, to prepare for it. But uh, but I highly recommend it. We, my wife and I laughed a lot. There were a couple nice. of genuinely really funny parts. So a couple of very, very good visual gags throughout. It was really touching. Like it was, it it hit some notes. So Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would give it three and a half stars, let's say. Out of 10? Out of uh, <laughs> four. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. if you're using the traditional rating method or not. No, no. I thought perhaps you would come up with your own. No. So as not to be derivative in your ratings. No, no. All right. Uh, no. So I'll give it a two out of 300. No, what? Very hilarious uh, stuff. And then the Kevin Smith Q&A. So, so there's like 10 people get in line for the microphone. And Kevin Smith goes, look, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know how this is going to work. Uh when I start talking, I it, there is a very high possibility I'm not going to stop. He's like, I <laughs> might. He's like, I might get to six of you, and that's being really optimistic. So the rest of you, like, I don't want to crush your hopes and dreams. Maybe you're young. Maybe you you have these dreams for your life. It's not going to happen. Just so you can stand <laughs> there. You're allowed to stand there. I'm not going to stop you. But I'm telling you right now. At the end of this, you're just going to be like, why did I stand there that whole time? I could have been sitting down. I guarantee you I'm not going to answer your question. And yeah, somebody would ask a question, and he would just go on this like 10-minute story every time. Oh, God. This is great. I mean, and, and uh, to the point earlier, to bring it back around, I would have stayed for the whole thing because, of course, we paid for it. Right. But I have a wife who is very pregnant, and uh, we also have a two-year-old. And it was also yeah, very pregnant. He's, he's also very pregnant. After about an hour, we were like, you know, we're good to go. And we ended on a high note. He had a really good question. He had some great stories and anecdotes. And it was uh, it was just like, if you can ever see Kevin Smith live, just do it. The guy, okay, Brian, the guy, I mean. Did he look what? sickly? No, he looked fine. Okay. Um, Like, the guy can just pull stories out of his butt and just make them. Like you with radio, but but him in a him in like an onstage version yeah. of that, where somebody asked him something and and he's like, oh, I got this story about Ben Affleck, and he just tells you this story, but but he paints a picture for you. Yeah. Um, 
or somebody asked somebody asked about some sequel to some movie he made like 20 years ago if there's going to be a sequel and he's like oh let me tell you this story and he told the story of going to a hotel and he did like he, well he told the story of being with a co-star of his there were like no flights left to LA. There was one seat left on another plane. The guy ditched him to take this flight. So he was stuck in like Atlanta by himself. Oh, so he goes to a hotel. He goes out on the balcony to smoke a blunt and he's got his phone on him and he starts messing around and watches this movie and then starts texting the stars of the movie to be like, we should do this again. And then they're like, wait, are you serious? And, but he, he just paints this whole picture of like him sitting on a balcony, smoking weed, like texting his friends and texting Ben Affleck. And then, uh, cause they're super good friends, I guess. And, uh, just messing around and stuff. And you're just like, he just like pulls it out. He's, he's, well, so he's, good. he's used, I mean, he's a storyteller Yes, and he writes the movies. So he's not just a visual storyteller. And I wonder, did you ever get, did you get the, did you get the feeling at all that he's got these stories in his back pocket and it's, he'll match him up to a question that's close, like that he's told that story at the last Q and a, and he's going to tell it at the next Q and a, it's just, they're going to be in a different order depending on who asks what question. You know how this is. They don't seem rehearsed. Right. But like when he's you, told them, he's told them before you make radio sound easy and natural, but you prepare a lot. So he makes it seem like he yeah. is just pulling this out of thin air nice, and just thinking of a thing and narrating it. But for all I know, he practices in front of a mirror for two hours before each show. Right. Or yeah. Or he's told the, he goes over what stories he's going to tell that night. Yeah. And you know, it's, that's why it's not one, one or two word answers to questions. It's yeah. like, I'm going to tell some stories. I have stories that will match up to most of my questions. And that's not a, that's not a knock on him at all. No, that's not, no, that's no. not me, you know, uh, diminishing what was, what was happening there. Cause I bet right. this doesn't matter if the story's good, the story's good. But to your point about like, does he just match it to the story? This guy asked, the first guy asked about some movie that's like 20, like there's no reason anyone should have known this movie existed. I didn't. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, this whole thing. So like, uh, you know, I, I, the chances that he prepared a story about Tusks 2 or whatever the <laughs> hell it was, I would say it's slim to none. So right. maybe he's got some back pocket stuff, but Ah, there's certainly a level of spontaneity, but he he was and he was. So great. how long does the Q and A go? You guys left after an hour. Was there a set time limit? Somebody behind me said it was probably going to be like two hours, but I don't oh, know when the wow. music box closed. So I I don't really know. The the movie was at seven, so it was over by okay. like nine. We left we left around eleven. So for all I know, it went to midnight. Jeez. I don't know. That but sounds cool though. It was cool. It was cool. I so like his. I I like most of his stuff. You same. know, so. That would be that would be cool. Yeah. So check it close to me. Yeah. All right. I will. Do you have a minute for the you you tease the economy? Are we done though? You're gonna blow off the economy? We talked about the economy at the start. We did. We don't need to talk about the economy. What we need to do is remind everybody that next week is a very special episode. Uh we'll be dealing with depression, suicide, mental health. Oh no, we'll be talking to the uh, brewer, two brewers from Goose Island who are going to talk. They are the men responsible for proprietors blend, and we are going to talk about this year's Goose Island Bourbon County Stout releases. It's are always, always uh, fun 
yearly episode. So we hope you'll be here for that and ask a lot of questions and uh, we'll have fun. We'll be tasting some of the, uh, the beers and we'll share that with you as well. Not the beer, but our opinions on the beer and uh, things like that. Cause you know, you'd have to be in one of our spacious studios. Uh, I'm also, <clears throat> I also think that next week I'm going to debut some different background for the, uh, for the people who come on the live stream, the video portion. So that might be something to look forward to. A lot going on. A lot going on. Between now and then, who knows? I'm going to be hanging out with a two-year-old again, uh, eating some eggs and toast. You never know. Never know what could happen. Anything else? Uh, Anything you got to plug a roo? I'll have a review of the opera next week. Oh, you're fancy. Yeah. You are fancy. Maybe I'll watch a rock opera, so I have something to. Or maybe I'll wear a. Oh no, you. No, maybe I'll wear a monocle. Who knows? Either way, thank you for being with us uh, this week. As always, tell your friends. Uh, yeah, Mike. Mike, that's exactly what I'm going to have after the big announcement. Going to put a big, uh, big Trump 2024 flag in the background. I'm going to debut my MAGA hat. Uh, Cooter Holland will be uh, co-hosting Realities May Vary with Cody from now on. It's going to be very, very exciting. I'll be uh, smoking Winston Lights and uh, wearing a flag tank top and perhaps calling Debbie my old lady for a mm. while. That'll be That's going to be fun because I love Murica. So, yeah, look forward to all of that. Now, now you really want to tell your friends. Now you really got to get involved. Have a lovely week, Cody the G. And you as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for... I I don't know. I I can't give much more thanks. Talk to you next week. Bye.